Captain Obvious chiming in here to remind you that life is not easy and shit gets messy and creating when shit is messy is really fucking hard. And that's exactly what we're talking about this week with talented photographer, visual artist, designer, creative guru, Selena Bailey. This week, it's all about what to do and how to create when creating feels hard. It's a great conversation and I know you're going to love it. So let's dive in. Thanks for tuning in to the Side Notes podcast, conversations for creative minds. I'm your host, Jen Hulley, and this is our space to have conversations that are going to push us to learn, think, play, and grow together. So if you're ready, let's dive in. I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time starting this podcast episode. I've recorded it like four times. And so like fifth time is a charm. Um, I've been away. I've been away for over two months. The last episode I had up here was the first part of my intro interview, excuse me, with Selena Bailey. And this episode is going to be a continuation of it. And I went and loaded the audio from it. And I was just listening to it now. And I was like, Oh, my God, how kismet is this? Because I've been away taking a personal break because I've been going through something really challenging. Um, My family just suffered a tragedy that was really unexpected. And I've been taking some time off because I just can't create like I didn't have anything in me. And this whole episode with Selena is talking about creating when creating is hard and different things that go on in your life, like little things, big things trauma, the pandemic, and what implication that has on your brain and your mindset and the conditions that you need to be able to feel safe enough to create. And I've been having a hard time recording this intro for some reason, because I was like trying to make it all polished and whatnot and be official. But I'm just gonna be like, fuck it. I've been away for two months. It's been really, really hard. My family went through something that I'm not ready to talk about yet. But um, one day we will because I think it's important. But we're having this conversation in a roundabout way with Selena. We're talking about when it's difficult to create when you're in this space where you're in like an unknown timeline, you don't know when this feeling or situation is going to end and you're kind of suspended and you're like, it's really, really hard to do the creative work and to sit down and make things and like what a mind fuck that can be. But being on the other side of leaning into a break and giving myself two months to do nothing, um, it's funny to listen back to what she is talking about and the things that I said, because I just listened to it and I was like, man, it's like I was like dishing out advice for myself. Like <laughs> we say things and I say things that I'm like, I still need to hear right now about the need for downtime and creative rest, because it is part of the process. You need to heal. You need to process things. You need to sit in the quiet because creativity needs space to play, right? It requires energy and you can't have that clean, empty, open space that feels safe to create and play if you're going through something currently in your life. So that's where I've been. I've been off for two months. I haven't even been on social media, which has been interesting. And for me, I'll come back at the end and give you some notes and some ideas and things, but opting out of everything was like the best idea and the best thing I could have ever done for myself in terms of like my mental health and my spiritual health, my physical health, but also to allow myself to be able to create something that was super authentic because only once did I like delete other people's content, not delete it, but like opt out of other people's content and other people's noise 
did my brain start to create some ideas of its own. And it, it took a while. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. I'm just going to let, like, let's just jump into the sound bites with her. And like I said, I'll come back and we'll have a further conversation about what we're talking about. And I find, you know, I don't know if you find this, but it goes in waves. Like there's times in life where it's harder to be creative, right? Like, especially if we think of the last few years, um, creating when creating is hard. It's not been an easy few years for people, right? With like pandemics. Um, I know people have gone through grief and death and divorce. And how do you approach creating when creating feels hard? Um, yeah, the last few years have been hard for so many. Some people find that being creative uh, they're good at it in the hard times because it, it gives them that that freedom or it, it gives them that pause of not thinking about everything that's right. going on. And then there's other people, and I'm like this, where something is consuming my brain. Like during the pandemic, the, the fact that we didn't know what was happening or what was going to happen or how long it was going to last, that unknown just consumed me so much that I barely really picked up my camera at all except for when we went on vacation for a week and then we were kind of away mm -hmm. from the reality but whenever things are are not going well in my life then I'm I'm not someone I like I need to create when I'm and I said I I, I I go with my gut and my mood. So I'm someone who needs to create when I'm in a good mood or in a good place. I'm mm -hmm. not one of those people who um, creates in pain and in in pain or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do think that people who create in pain also have the possibility of really looking at their pain and at where they're at and they have that time to do it. Mm -hmm. So that they can then come and create. But as a mom, you you don't have that time, right? Yeah. Like that to pro you have to process the pain, but life has to keep going. There's no like I I'm trying to think about all these artists who, you know, painted or made art through their their suffering, but were they also being a mom to two kids, two teenagers, right. cooking, going, <laughs> life? You know, I think that what happens is that if you're you're creating from that suffering, it's because you have that time to sit with the suffering and that you're able to do something with it. But yeah. as a mom living in a society where things are go, 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 I don't have time. So whenever I'm down or whenever I'm suffering or something is consuming my brain, you can be sure that I'm not creating. Yeah. And usually I don't even have that time to that pause because I think that we all need some downtime for sure so that our brain can mm -hmm. get to that creative place yes, because yes. it takes that time, right? So the last couple of years I haven't been shooting as much as I used to, but it doesn't mean that you're not still creating right like we said you're you're creating with dinner with this or that or it doesn't also mean that you're not still observing observing how the light is falling on things or like so I think that it's also normal that you you know also when you're creating and if you're really producing something that's amazing you're going to have that high and you can't always stay on that oh. high right <laughs> you have to go back down and get that high again so after a really creative 
moment, like period, it's just going to be absolutely natural that we're going to go down from that. And because I find that creating takes up so much, like you so much energy, right? So much brain power, so much, especially if you're really, really like invested into a project or something, then you need to, to let your brain rest and you need to go into that downtime. And that downtime doesn't mean like society is so like produce, produce, produce. We're always having to produce. It's the hustle culture. The hustle culture has like bled into the creative cycle and thinking that productivity has to be everything. Yeah, and, and like every photo saying- has to be that you put on Instagram has to be how many, oh I didn't get you know we're we're in this cycle of like having to always being being producing amazing stuff but the truth is that you know you need that downtime so that you can like renew or or get inspired again gather like I like mm-hmm. go and and just find some new inspiration so that you can come back up and create again. Yeah. Sometimes letting go of guilt too. And I say like creativity and understanding that the creative cycle is a cycle. It's not optimal, you know, like people always use the, the, um, the seasons as an example, like it's not spring and summer all the time. You have to go through fall and winter, but it's letting go a bit of that guilt and that anxiety about not creating and understanding, like you're saying, that you are using your creativity in other ways. Sometimes if you have it, like I have a three-year-old, just trying to get him dressed and <laughs> to eat a meal, that uses a lot of creative thinking on my on my point to like talk him into doing what I'm doing. I'm like, that's used up a lot of my creative juice. Um, yeah, for sure. Right? And I think like you're saying, like it's okay to let go and give yourself permission to rest because yeah. you do have to process it. And I guarantee you when you process it and go, sometimes you just have to be in the shit that you're in. You know what I mean? If you're in a shit phase, you have to be in it and process it and feel it so that when you come out on the other side, something will come out of it. And I guarantee you something will come out of it, but maybe just not right now. I also do think that um, it's normal to, at least for me, like I said, I started dancing. I went into, you know, I I did fashion design and I did Mm -hmm. graphic design. Now I'm into photography. Who knows? Like, I'd love to do sculpting. I'd love to do pottery. I'd love to. So it's also sometimes we just also evolve or change, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and that's okay, too. I mean, it's not because our passions can change. And I think that that's an important lesson that sometimes we just, we do lose interest in whatever it is that we were passionate about. And then we could just, maybe the idea is to move on to some, maybe you'll start writing. Maybe you start, you know, maybe cooking, baking, even that is something that's very creative and that needs. So, I mean, and it doesn't also mean that you can't go back to your photography or whatever it is that you were doing before. Mm-hmm. I also find that I still do sewing and I create, I sew my own clothes and I do that. I also find that I can't seem to be doing two creative things at the same time. And the, Interesting. It, which is funny. Yeah. yeah. Because I also think that it uses up different parts of maybe my brain or same mm. thing with it. Funny enough is film, filming like video. Like if I'm making um, movies um, and photography for me, I have to, I can't do both at the same time. Some photographers are capable of this, uh, yeah. but I am not. I need to or be filming or I need to be taking photos because 
I'm also someone who puts my 150% of me into whatever yes, project yeah. that I'm doing. I all, If I'm going to do something, I, I do it fully. I invest yeah. myself completely. I So that's also probably a personality thing. Some people are capable of maybe giving a little bit, a little bit less so they get less tired because I think when yeah. you invest yourself so much, you do get that, you get that, you know, that down, the, yeah. my downs are really down after a high <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I know it. Um, so yeah. What do you do when you're in that down phase? Do you just rest? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely do nothing. Usually. <laughs> you're just like For, cocoon into the yeah, bed. <laughs> I have one, a really big high or something that, you know, that I don't even know what example to give, but the next couple days is the crash. Yeah. Like big time. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a drug, right? Like if you have that and then. It is though. I think from like a brain chemistry perspective, right? Like they say, if you're in like a hyper focus, you're getting like dopamine, 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 and your brain's operating at like a certain wavelength. And they said it's the same, like high stress or anything. Eventually you'll crash because your brain can't sustain that. So it is part of that natural like biological cycle that after you've been up here, you're going to go boom and you're going to bottom out. For sure. Some people that looks like depression, some people that looks like just, I don't want to, I'm like apathy. I don't want to do anything. Or sometimes it's just like, I got to like Netflix for like a week, you know, um, and letting, and just writing it and going with it and being like, this is how my brain works. And this is how your brain has to work so that you can do the work that you're here to do. Yeah. And it's okay too. I mean, you can't, and sometimes that takes one day and sometimes it takes two weeks and you just right. need to, you need to ride it. It's also like a wave, right? You, you're on the top of, and then the wave crashes and then you mm-hmm. just need to ride that to the end, right? Until you get to the yeah. shore and then you go swimming back in and you ride the wave again, yeah. right? It's like- I know. We all want to be in that flow state because it feels amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we're like, this is great. When we're in that, like, really high creative making something flow. Like, why? Who wouldn't want to feel like that every day, right? It's because it's amazing. But it does take a toll on us. And I think we we forget about that, that it is, it's, you know, part and parcel with something else. In order to be like that, you have to embrace the other side of it, right? There's both sides of the coin. And you can't always be on that that high because you you can't sustain that. It's not you know no. what happens when you do when you're on that high or so much is the burnout right yes so you yeah. what we need to figure out is how not to burn out so when to take the break knowing when to let go of something mm-hmm. right yeah. when to take a pause or a break or and just kind of just get to the shore because or else you end up drowning and then that's right. not good Right. It's waves, right? You have to surf yeah. them. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's you one said, thing I want um, to learn how to surf. What? What did you I, say? That's one thing I'd love to learn is how to surf. How to surf? Put it yeah. on your list. <laughs> I don't want to move by the ocean, but anyways. I think what stuck out for me in that conversation, I mean, like above like everything, I think the whole conversation was super relevant um, and important, but it's that concept that we talk about of these, when you're in this space that is like an unknown timeline, whether it's like your kids in a sleep regression or you've lost your job or you're ready to quit your job or you're going through trauma or grief or like 
the pandemic, when you don't know when something's going to end, I'm like thinking sleep regression with what, with my kid. I'm remembering like every time he would go through that, you're like, oh my God, this is never going to end. And your brain doesn't feel safe because your brain is sort of suspended and hanging there above a scenario, which is not ideal and not pleasant, right? I'm thinking of like that tarot card, the hanged man that's just sort of suspended and is like, okay, like I got to get through this. That's all you can do, right? But that doesn't create safety in your brain. Like your mind doesn't feel safe because there are no parameters. There's no boundaries. There's no start. There's no finish. You know, on the previous episode, we talked about the brains needing routine and order, right? In order to feel safe, but how that can kind of be to our detriment, but it's a necessity to have, right? And when you do not have that because you're going through life, it's not a safe space in your mind to create. And you know, everyone says, you know, those little mugs and t-shirts, it's like creativity takes courage. They're not fucking around. Like creativity does take courage. You need to have bravery and you need to be able to support yourself to push through fear because on the other side of a creative thought idea, there's always like a zillion fears and you need to be able to take care of your inner state, your mind, your nervous system so that you can move through that fear. And depending on what you're going through, taking care of your fear and your nervous system might mean just opting out and making space. It's that need for downtime and creative rest. Like it, that, what is so ironic about it is like, we think, okay, well, this is what we need to do when it's like shit gets hard. Okay. Yeah. Obviously we need to rest. But if you look at any of the theory and the writing and the research about the creative cycle on like a, a good day, right? Like not when like life is hard, there is a phase in the creative cycle that is downtime and rest and processing. And it's just part of the process. So no shit, when you're going through something hard, you're going to definitely need to be able to give yourself that quiet space to process. Because A, you need it as a human, you need it as like to just reset your spirit and your energy. But you're not going to be able to create anything like anyways, like I said, on a good day without that space. And it makes me think of the toxic hustle culture that has really crept into like everything in life, including creativity. I did a poll on Instagram. I don't remember when, because like I said, I haven't been on social media for two months, but it was before like the shit hit the fan over here. And it was oh, so probably like May. And I was asking people like, what causes anxiety for them? Is it the fear of not creating or the fear of creating. And they were saying the fear of not creating was like consuming and way worse because there is fear in your creation, right? There's anxiety around creating. Will people like it or whatever? But the anxiety of not making something was worse. And I initially thought I was like, oh, it's because they have some creative expression or vision that needs to come through. And it could be really anxiety provoking if you're not able to express it. And so I asked a few follow-up questions to people who'd replied, and every single one of them said that the anxiety around not creating was actually about the fact that they weren't getting shit done. And I was like, what? And it made me realize this isn't like an anxiety around creativity, not creating, excuse me, it's anxiety around not being productive. And so that productivity hustle culture shit has really crept its way into art, creativity, everything. So we think that if we're not doing, 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 then we're not doing. And the like we said, the big part of creating something is that 
rest space that where you sit and you gather ideas and you gather inspiration and you process your brain needs time to connect dots before you're able to actually take those dots and like turn it into a cake or a poem or a blog post or a song or a painting or a photo shoot. You have to have that space. We're not robots, right? Like we're not assembly lines. We are not pumping out shit on a factory type approach. Creativity and creation is person-centered and process-oriented. And I think it's really important that we just remind ourselves that you have to give yourself the space to rest and process and think and breathe and do whatever before you get back into making something. And like 100%, the day-to-day can drain that creative bank that she talked about, let alone like the big moments, right? Like just the get up at, you know, having an alarm clock, getting up at a certain time, making breakfast, convincing your kid to eat the breakfast, cleaning it up, doing this, having an argument at the bank or getting stuck in traffic. Any of those things can drain your creative, energetic bucket. But the big moments can like, just like crack a hole in the bottom and be like, buckets empty immediately. So what's more, you know, what's essential here is that we just exist in what it is and accept it for what it is and be like, this is kind of shit right now. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to be in it and I'm not going to fight against it. Cause that's how you move through something is by just saying like, okay, I see you here it is. This is what's happening. Yep. I acknowledge your existence and let's just ride through it together. And I loved how Selena said those pauses can open up a new door, right? Because that is exactly what happened for me. And it's nothing major. It's not like this huge, like now I'm going to make bracelets and sell them on the internet. No, but when I made that space and I gave myself that pause and I didn't put the pressure on me to create or make anything, but I also didn't consume what everybody else was making, I started to get these like little inklings of like, ooh, this is interesting. Oh, I kind of want to do this. Or you're like, I need to go back to that. But none of that was accessible to me when I was forcing myself to operate at this like high productivity, go, 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 go. And when we moved into a, you know, a phase of my life where things were traumatic and there was, I was having to process big trauma, I'll say capital T trauma type stuff like being able to connect those dots, which is just not even possible at all. Um, it's a wave, right? It's the up and the down and you have to sort of stand there and be like, okay, the water's going to come back. Like the water never goes out in the ocean and then doesn't return. Um, and I think it's important to remind ourselves of that. So, you know, my message to everybody out there that's listening is like, if you feel like you're not ready to show up or you can't show up or You just, you have to tap in. I think the key to all of this is inner awareness, like self-awareness and understanding yourself and your feelings, but, and being aware of like what's going on. Cause like, yeah, sometimes these big moments will come where it's obvious. You're like, okay, Captain Obvious, I got to take a break. But it's those more nuanced things that happen on a daily basis that can kind of creep up and they can add up and they can get you into a space where you don't even realize that you're drained or you're on like the tipping point of being drained. So block in some rest, right? Like I encourage everybody after taking a break, I'm going to do a whole other episode on this talking about what happened when I went off social media for two months. Cause I could talk about it for two months, <laughs> literally like it's amazing what happens. Um, 
but that's that's for another day, right? Today we're just talking about creating when creating feels hard. And if creating feels hard, there's probably a reason that it feels hard and you need to ask yourself, what can I give myself right now that's going to make it feel easy or is going to make it feel safe to be able to do this again? And like Selena was mentioning, you know, some people can create through their pain as a way to process their pain and whatnot, but There's a quote, and I have no idea who said it. I really wish I remember. I've heard Gabby Bernstein mention it on her podcast and some other people, so I can't, I would think it was Gabby Bernstein, but it's probably not because other people have said it. But they're talking about um, telling, you know, when you go through something or something's been painful and you, you talk about it and you teach people and you guide people or whatever, it needs to be from the scar and not the wound, right? Like you can't work through something and have clarity and be able to process it. If you're still in that like icky wound phase, you need to be at a healed spot where it's scar tissue. And then you can, you know, go out there and share. And I think they were talking more from like a coaching perspective or public speaking or telling your story, but I think it rings true as well for creating and making art, whether it's writing, painting, photography, cooking, baking, all of it. You cannot create when you're in a wound state of anything and you just have to give yourself that permission and that self-care and be like, I love you enough to give you what you need. And that is let's get some space and air on this wound and let it heal. And then you'll come back and you'll be able to make some great stuff. And speaking about making great stuff, I'm super stoked to be back podcasting. I've got bunch of conversations that I'd love to have with you guys this week. And you can, you know, let's hang out. I've been off social media. I'll be back. I think next week, well, maybe we should talk about what happens when I took eight weeks off social media, because that's an interesting one. Anyways, if there's anything you would love to talk about on this podcast related to living a fulfilling and happy, productive, creative life, you know, managing the nuances and the waves of creative living anything that you're struggling with, send me a note, right? Send me an email. I'll put it in the show notes or just like ping me on Instagram or something because I would love to create content around these conversations and these, you know, sticky points that we've all got. And if it's relevant to you, it's relevant to a bunch of other people. Promise you. All right. Feels good to be back. Can't wait to do this again. Uh, Hopefully it'll be next week. I have no idea though, because part of my rest process has been coming back in with no expectations and no timelines. So I hope to be in your podcast inbox next week. And if not, you'll catch me soon. You know what? Let's do a shameless plug here. The best way to not miss a podcast episode, especially when I'm in an inconsistent publishing schedule like I am right now, is to subscribe. Just hit subscribe and you're always going to get that podcast episode downloaded to your phone, okay? Wherever you're listening to this. All right. I will talk to you all soon. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If something had you, you know, jumping up and down and just thinking, yes, 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 this is me. I would love for you to help me out. I would love if you could leave a rating and a review of the podcast. Doing so really helps grow the podcast because it makes sure that other people are able to see and hear the work that we're doing. So I appreciate every single one of you that takes the time to leave a review. I read them all. And every time a new one pops up, I am just it hits me in the feels. It makes me feel so good. So thank you so much. That's all for this week. I'll talk to you soon.